Hi, this is Sylvie Curry from Ramona, California, and I'm listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine, how's it going? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet wiener. Oh, listen, Laverne, shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. And just like that, we are into the second hour. It is the Barbecue Central Show. Uh, it was quick on that answer to Sean if I was still recording intros. The answer is yes. And you might have heard right at the top of the second hour our very own Sylvie Curry. Lady of Q dropping an ID on that S. Very good. As a matter of fact, if I go through my content folder... We have IDs from Doug Shiding, Dino Dan, Gene Epicella, Jeff Stone, Sylvie, Meet Mitch, Steve Ray, Stover, Harger, the 17th, Terry Heil, Briskydorf. What else do I got? The Patio, Daddio, John Dawson, Jiminion, of course, the list goes on and on. So if you forgot about it or you had a plan to drop an ID on me, I am always recording. All you have to do is call the hotline off hours, not between 9 and 11 on Tuesday, 216-220-0966, and all you have to do is this. Hi, this is State Your Name. From, you can say your team name, uh, you can say your catering name. You can say your business name. If However you want to identify yourself. What I recommend is, hi, this is Greg Rempe from Cleveland, Ohio, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Or you can say, hi, this is Greg Rempe, pitmaster of blah, blah, blah from Cleveland, Ohio, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Or you can say, hi, this is Greg Rempe from Cleveland, Ohio, and I am listening to the Barbecue Central Show. There you go. I'm an ID-cutting maniac. I'll, I'll tell you what. Just send me your name and where you're from. I'll cut your IDs. How about that? We'll make it easy on everybody. It'll sound great. Nobody will be messing up. But it'll have high-fidelity audio on it. No, in all seriousness, for everybody that has taken the time out to cut an ID on the hotline, thank you. And if you're interested in doing it at any point, that's all you have to do. 216-220-0966. Hi, this is blank from blank, and I'm listening, or you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show, and then I will take it from there, and it will go into the folder, and randomly they'll be picked out, and who knows? At the top of every hour, at the beginning of every show, and at the beginning of the second hour of the show, you will hear an ID, and at the end, typically, too. So there's a very good chance that at some point down the line, if you cut an ID, you will hear your ID live, just like Sylvie heard hers. 
So, so fun. Still to come on this show tonight, Lene Oxley Loop from Sugar's Barbecue. A lot to talk about with Lene. And we will also be catching up with my 2019 Barbecue Central Show documentary project. Sounds weird to say project. Person of interest, Dion Blumenreiter, who is creator of the One Sauce. So we'll see what's happening with him as we are closing out the you know, second quarter of the January, February, March, April, May, June. This is July. So we've just started the third quarter of the year. So we just missed the second. But we'll uh, get caught up with our quarterly update with Dion and see where we are in the sauce project here. And most importantly, I mean, now we've heard it go from concept. We know initial meetings. You know, when is this sauce going to hit the market? When do I get my hands on a test sample, Dion? One sauce, good on everything. A lot of people say my homemade barbecue sauce. That, by the way, if you sign up for the Barbecue Central Show newsletter, you get my homemade barbecue sauce recipe as a thanks for signing up. They say that's a really good one-all sauce, too. Even on beef. I'm not necessarily a big barbecue sauce on beef guy unless the beef isn't that good and I'm trying to hide it, I guess. Nevertheless, let me get back to the original topic. Cut the ID if you want to. Don't forget you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram and Twitter slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. YouTube has a live video as well on Tuesdays. Everything's archived on the main website, the bbqcentralshow.com. So if you don't subscribe to podcasts, if you don't like social media, if you hate YouTube, and somehow you still love this show and you want access to it, all of the replays, all of the time, just visit the bbqcentralshow.com and all the archives are there, or it can direct you to where you would want to find said archive. 81, that is the number of the episode that will be showing up in the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less this coming Friday. And you hear a double header from none other than the head shedhead Brad Orson from the shed. This one ranges back to May 2013. And that year we talked to him about the shed. I think we got some history on there. The story of the shed, uh, actually, if you go back to NBBQA, not this past year, but the year before when I was live on location in Fort Worth, I had a very engaging conversation with Mama Shed, Linda Orson, and she gave us the down and dirty on how the shed actually happened and how Brad had no idea how to cook barbecue, but he was a business-savvy kind of kid, talked his sister out of going back to college after she came back for a summer, and she never went back, and how the shed was born and how they rebuilt after the big storm that pretty much knocked it all the way down. Uh, it's a great story. Linda tells it uh, very compellingly, I might add. So go back into the archives and get that. But we talked to Brad about the shed. And then that was also the year in 2013 when they took a whole hog champion, not an overall grand championship at Memphis May, but they took the world title in the hog portion. So we talked to him about hog cooking and what it's like to take the world title in whole hog at Memphis and May, which some would argue is widely the most coveted portion of those three meat categories. Up for debate, of course. I have no side on either three. I would love to cook all three expertly if I could. I think I make pork shoulder the best, ribs second, and I've never cooked a whole hog in my life. And I have to be honest, I don't know if I've ever had less of a desire to cook a whole hog than I do to cook a whole hog. 
I I just have zero interest in it. I don't know why that is. A little off the board here, so stick with me. I'm a huge music fan. I love music. I would say a, a number of years ago, I was playing a song, and I said, "Hey, you know, here's what I've noticed. Uh, this song is really creepy." My wife told me that a large percentage of women listen to music for the words, and a large portion of men talk about uh, beats or riffs as far as what's important to them for song. They don't listen to the words. And I would say, at least in my point of view or the way I live, that's absolutely right. I don't give a crap about the words. I don't listen to the words. Words mean nothing to me. I want, in, in a rock song, I want good drums, tight drums. Uh, the drums and the bass need to be right on time. I like uh, good, meaty guitar licks. And if there's lyrics, okay. I, I mean, I'll take it, but it doesn't matter to me that much. And then, every once in a while, I'll start listening to the lyrics. And I thought, for a long time, until three days ago, this was by far the creepiest song ever. Wait, hold on. This was the creepiest song ever. Everybody knows this song, right? Everybody knows this one? WMBC. Come on at you, ladies and gentlemen. Kip Winger and Seventeen. Yeah. Creepy, right? Well, not yet. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Creep, creep time. Creep time. Right? So, you know, it's a creepy song. He's talking about something. But when you really start to break, and I hate to be the guy that breaks down lyrics, right? The the 17-year-old appears to be the promiscuous one of the two. I don't know if Kip is, you know, kicking her out of bed for eating crackers, unless crackers was his dog. <laughs> However... From what I can ascertain from the song, she's the one that's driving this uh, potentially hazardous relationship. Um, and it's, uh, it's it's still creepy. That, to me, was one of the creepiest songs I'd ever heard. And that was up until three days ago when I heard this song, which now takes the mantle of creepiness. You ever heard this one? Little Benny Mardones or Mardones. Benny Mardone's coming at you into the night right here. WNBC. Little Yacht Rock Radio for you. The Yacht Rock Radio on my yacht in the marina. Listen. She's just 16 years old. Leave her. She's just 16 years old. What? Dude, what? 
She's just 16 years old. Leave her alone, they say. Cause it's highly illegal. What? Separated fools. Fool. Who don't know what love is yet. Because it's illegal. If we could date, I'd end up in jail. It's totally gross. I'm gonna get arrested. I'm a freak. A pedophile. This is it. I mean, this is easily. I mean, easily the creepiest song ever on the face of the earth. Easily. I think I have to get this song off of my hard drive immediately. I think I might be arrested or caught up in some kind of weird circle. It's gross. It's horrible. It's terrible. (laughs) Benny Mardones needs to be arrested. I mean, give me a break. It's Never listen to that song anymore, folks. This is a, I am executing my executive privilege, and I am banning Benny Mardones from the internet forever. Thank goodness. Oh, my God. Well, now I have to go take a quick bath talking about 16 years old. My friends say don't do it because your friends don't want to go to jail, dumbass. Lene Oxley Loop coming up out of the break. I'm going to talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. Two lines to choose from, okay? You have the classic line, you have the prime line. If you want something a little bit more robust, if you want to look in the cooking chamber with the lid down, if you want to look in the pellet hopper without lifting the pellet door up, if you want two internal meat temperature probes, if you want to look at that prime line, prime line also has the 12-volt power technology. So good same size as the classic line now if you don't need all of that stuff or you want to save a little cash on that classic line jim Bowie, daniel boone both part of that davy crockett is not involved in the prime or traditional line that's all by itself that is the kind of the creator of the 12 volt technology actually if you want something that you can take to the tailgates are going to be coming up college football games professional football games you name it the davy crockett is great in portability gives you that wood fire taste with the wood pellets of course You're not sacrificing a tremendous amount of capacity in order for that convenience of taking it with you, right? No. They also have pellets and rubs and sauces and everything you need to complete your outdoor cooking experience right there on GreenMountainGrills.com. GreenMountainGrills.com. Longtime sponsor of this show, and we appreciate it. Lene Oxley from Sugars Barbecue. Coming up, stick around. Be right back. Show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead, the author of a barbecue Bible, bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe.
Hey, this portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Google or Alexa, you're in luck because they're fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232. Right, my guest in the second hour, make sure I don't make that noise uh very accomplished competition cook runs a successful barbecue catering company also appeared on a number of tv shows include the upcoming barbecue brawl flay versus simon show starting august 1st on the food network let's race to the fogo charcoal hotline and welcome back the pitmaster of sugars barbecue Lene oxley loop on the show Lene, how are you i'm doing amazing thank you for having me out here uh greg i appreciate it i'm sorry i don't have skype Right now, uh, my uh, laptop and Skype don't get along, so well, it's just a phone-in, old school. I would say most of the time, uh, my show and Skype also don't get along for some reason. But you know, I've <laughs> muddled through it these last thirteen years with a sheer amount of stubbornness, as I'm sure you can appreciate. Yeah. Um, are you? Were you familiar with that creepy song that I was playing just before we got to you <laughs> into the night? I mean, did you realize it was such a pervy song? You know, yes, actually, it's funny. Um, there are a lot of pervy songs, but yeah, the first one, uh, uh, also the, the cherry pie song is just kind of a little bit creepy too, yes, but, um, yes. you know, of course, of course you're dating yourself because I know all these songs and that was like high school for me back in the day. Yeah. Well, and, uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Sirius XM has a yacht rock radio channel. So I just started like listening to that because for some reason I actually envisioned that people that had yachts, this is what they were listening to. So I'm like, well, Someday I have to own a yacht, so I got to get ready for the music that I have to tune in when I have my yacht. And it's like a really crappy late 70s and early 80s soft rock. And that song was was on it, and my life changed three days ago, probably not for the better. I I just bought a new car. I have my catering truck, and then I also have a new brand new car that I bought treated myself too because i turned 50 this year so i wanted to get myself a midlife crisis car Good for so I you got a nice, go. little sport, nice little sports car yeah yeah <laughs> but um and so it has uh it has you know a lot of new cars have a couple months of uh, serious xm and so i was uh, filing through some of usually i listen to spotify spotify i'm usually listening to a couple of different things one is your show so i think i've caught up on almost all of your podcasts right. great thank you uh and uh and then the um, filing through some of the um, files on uh, the SiriusXM, because I just don't ever listen to that station. I saw, I came upon Yacht Rock, and I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, it was there. It landed on the song that you just played. Oh, I don't know who it is, but yes, it was yes. very funny. Well, see, you've fallen into the same trap as me. All right, Lene, so let's get to the barbecue <laughs> business. Um, I don't want to assume everybody knows you or that they've dug back through the archives, so if we could just get a... Very quick history of Lene and how the barbecue bug bites you, and then we'll build in from there. Yeah, sure. Just in the nutshell, Sugar's Barbecue was born in 2006, um, and I uh, competed locally in the Pacific Northwest with the Pacific Northwest Barbecue Association, so regional association that kind of governs a lot of the uh, competitions here, um, Oregon, Washington, um, <clears throat> somewhat into B.C. and uh, the surrounding states. And obviously also the KCBS. And um, so I got started in that. Uh, did pretty well and just kind of got the bug from there and started traveling around doing some competitions. Uh, landed myself into some of the larger competitions. And um, uh, and then slowly but surely the competitions started to kind of fade out and 
sugars became a business. You know, you'd start, you have all this leftover barbecue from these competitions and you give it away at work or whatever. And suddenly somebody wants you to cook ribs for their daughter's birthday or you want to do, you know, and suddenly then you're doing a wedding and then you're doing an office party and it kind of just blossoms from there. So sugars sort of morphed from competition to full on business. And at the same time I had uh, my day job, I was working in a retail environment and a grocery store at my day job, just doing uh, menial stuff there. And um, I was just, the phone kept ringing. I kept having more and more and more business. So I left that job and now uh, sugars is full time and has been for a number of years. And it's one of the best decisions I ever made. I mean, it's, it's going gangbusters. I mean, the phone doesn't stop ringing. I'm doing tons of catering. We feed tens of thousands of people summer and more than that. And then just growing and growing. And in between all that, I also did some television as well. I did barbecue pitmasters. A lot of people have seen that uh, those series. I mean, and I still get traction from that, those shows. I mean, that was 2013, 2015. And, uh, and people still watch those shows. They, they, they show them on repeats. My phone blows up every single time they show those shows and uh, people book, uh, you know, our services for catering. And, uh, and then I, uh, I filmed a couple of uh, chopped episodes. And uh, so that took it a little further. And then I've got this new show, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, and then uh, I kind of, you know, sort of an avenue from the business was the retail line that I've got um, that uh, we'll talk about here. And then, of course, the barbecue classes. So that's kind of the really quick nutshell wow. of the timeline from pretty much 2006 to current. A barbecue, uh, so a barbecue yeah. whirlwind, Lynette. Pretty much. It's my life. I mean, <laughs> I have my home life, but I don't really do much in the way. I don't get out much. I, mean, <laughs> I just... It's all, it's constant work. In fact, I'm like looking at my laptop right now and I'm doing invoicing, waiting for you to call and, and doing shopping lists and things like that. But it's, I love to do it. It's a passion. Uh, you know, just listening to just like Robin, I mean, she's in sort of a different barbecue world, but it's still the same thing. I mean, I love empowering other people to cook and, and teach them. And, and, and obviously I like to promote the products that I have that I developed and that just gives people a little inspiration to, uh, to go out on their own and do some really cool stuff and, and grill and cook. And whether it's competition, whether it's backyard barbecue, it doesn't matter to me. It's just all live fire cooking, and it's just one big, huge, happy family. So, Lene cool. Oxley-Loop joining us here on the show. Sugars Barbecue, B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E. Sugarsbarbecue.com is the website. Uh, so let's talk about that TV show that you had just referenced a second ago for as much as we can. August 1st, there is that show hitting the airwaves. Uh, Big Mo was on the show last week, and we talked a little bit about yeah. the judging side of stuff. But whatever you're legally allowed to tell me about, uh, what can you say about this show? Well, I'll preface this by saying um, my website, sugarsbarbecue.com, is actually it's 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 the what's up right now is the older version of the website. It is being completely overhauled. It's way overdue. So a new version of the website will be launched here in the next week or so. I'm very excited about that. Lots of opportunity to purchase things online, which I don't have the opportunity to do right now. You have to, call, you have to sort of send me emails and I can send you products. But in any event, as far as the show is concerned, Barbecue Brawl, um, you know, it's really funny. I was like actually looking at online and there was actually another show called Barbecue Brawl. And so this one they're calling Barbecue Brawl Blay versus Simon. Mm. And so, you know, we, there was a, a few pitmasters and myself, we went out to Austin uh, to a private ranch out there uh, earlier this year. They filmed um, this this show, and I believe it's a four- or five-part series, um, and it was a ton of fun filming. First of all, I love going to Austin, and the excuse to go to Austin and try uh, some amazing food there um, is I'll just I'll take it, and if I can get filmed for a television show, it's even better. So 
you know, it's kind of like uh, chopped meat pitmaster, barbecue pitmasters. So there's some mystery food involved with it. And there's a timeline, you know, got to cook something under a certain length of time type of scenario. And then, of course, Mo's a judge. Uh, Amy Mills was, uh, was a judge. And then, of course, Lily was a judge. I mean, unbelievable, respected judges. These guys know their barbecue. They know their food. They come from different backgrounds, different expert lines of expertise. So it was fun to sort of get my food judged with, you know, in front of those guys. And then, uh, and then, it, you know, how it all worked out with, with, uh, with uh, Bobby Flay and Michael Simon. Those guys were just beasts in the kitchen and uh, especially on, on the barbecue grill. It's just watching those guys do their thing in front of you is incredible. I mean, these guys are iron chefs and they just, they, they're, I mean, I don't really watch a whole lot of television. Don't have time for that, but I have seen those guys on, on, on iron chef and, you know, to meet them in person and see what they're doing. I mean, people, a lot of people kind of blow them off as just these, you know, you know, blow the TV personalities and these chefs and stuff. These guys know their stuff. They know how to cook. It was really, really cool. Very inspirational to me as a chef myself, but also as a, as somebody who loves the barbecue and uh, it's pretty cool. It was a lot of fun to film. Um, I, you know, I, I'm just wondering how they package the this, this show. Quite honestly, I don't know how they're going to package it. I mean, you know, I think most of the blips that are up there and the, the little teasers that are up there are saying that we're, you know, very respected pitmasters, which is great. I love that. And then there's this mentor aspect of it, which is kind of cool. So I don't know how, you know, from, from Bobby Slay and Michael Simon. So I don't know how they're going to, they're going to piece it all together in terms of, seeing it from the contestant side, so to speak, and then seeing a finished product, you know, and I'm going to watch it the same time everybody else does. So I don't get any sneak preview or anything like that. So I'm excited to see it from a business standpoint. It's awesome. It's a great boon for the business. It's free advertising. I'm how can I say no to that? So, uh, you know, for, from a contestant standpoint, it was a lot of fun and I had a good time and you go and you cook your butt off. I mean, I'm no stranger to these, competition barbecue shows and cooking shows. I love them. I think I have a great time with them. I mean, they're thrilling. They get me out of my element. They allow me to stretch a little bit of my culinary skill as a chef. So it's not just sort of one note cooking ribs or chicken or brisket or pork, Mm -hmm. which tends to be a little repetitive after a while. Uh, To do some other stuff is a lot of fun. Uh, Mo did mention last week that if you were just a four-trick pony, and he was obviously referencing the four major proteins that you would cook in a competition, that this wasn't going to be the show for you, that you were going to have to know how to do it and use other ingredients and be able to whip up something from scratch, as it were. So was it two teams of four pitted against each other to a certain degree or something like that? Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much what the what the division was and, and, and uh, you know, how they – how everyone got to that divide is, is sort of a mystery at this point. So, um, and then, yeah, I mean, he was right. I mean, I, I was, I was listening to that show and because I wanted to know his take from a, a judging point of view, uh, you know, cause he sees things, he sees things that I didn't and vice versa. Um, you know, and he's right. I mean, this, this show was not easy. None of them are, uh, you need to have, you need to showcase a little skill beyond just, barbecue competition barbecue and um you know i chased what i wanted in competition barbecue got out of it because i just didn't really want to chase it anymore and got back into just more and more complicated cooking and more um chef driven seasonal driven cooking which also included a lot of live fire cooking and barbecue techniques so uh you know and i'm doing some a lot of really cool stuff so i think i going into this show as was the same with chopped as was the same with pitmasters 
it, it, I brought some chef skill and I brought some, some, you know, some talent in the kitchen to the, to the, to the stage themselves, you know, to the camera. And, and I wasn't trying to do it for the camera. I just, listen, the bell goes off. We've got 30 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever the time is. And I'm going to cook my ass off and I'm just going to like throw down and do what I can with the pantry ingredients that are presented with the time frame I've got with the cooking equipment that's delivered to me, whether it's a kettle or whether it's a piece of crap grill or whether it's an oven with a grill grate on the top of it, you know, whatever it is. Um, and to, to make something that's, you know, one that's going to outshine the contestants because it is a game after all. Mm -hmm. And that's going to showcase those skill and, and going to bring some judges a little bit of, you know, something different, maybe something they haven't had. So I think there's going to be a lot of really great things that are going to be showcased in this show coming up. I, I certainly cooked a lot of really cool stuff. I'm excited uh, for people to see it. Um, and um, so we're going to see what happens with it. Lene Oxley loop joining me here on the show. Um, did you know all of the other contestants that were there? Yeah, uh, we all knew each other. And uh, that was really cool because when we all sort of saw each other for the same time, of course, when they're assembling everybody, you know, we can't really talk to one another. They're not going to divulge who, is all, who else was on the show. We actually all saw each other. We're like, oh, hey, it was like a reunion. Mm. <laughs> so it was, we had a really good laugh at it. And, uh, you know, they kept us very separate. We really weren't supposed to talk to one another and um, because they all sort of knew we knew each other and, you know, talking about stuff. But um, uh, you know, uh, you're going to see some surprises as contestants in this show. I'll, I'll guarantee you that you're going to be like scratching your head going with mm. L is that person doing there? <laughs> but at, at the end of the day, you know what? It's, it's, it's fun and it gets people watching and it gets people inspired. And this is a business and I love doing it for the money because I make a good living on it. But at the same time, I like doing it to inspire other people, especially other women to get out and grill and, 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 bust her ass on, on the grill. I mean, especially with Robin and, you know, you know, and other, and some of the other women that you've been, you've had on the show as well that I've become big fans of. And, and it's just awesome. It's just a lot of fun. Do you think that the industry has been missing some kind of a new barbecue show? And this is something that is going to help reinvigorate or is this just kind of a, another peace bridge to hopefully keep some kind of momentum rolling? I think, you know, that's a good question. I think to, a, you know, how do I answer that? I think to a certain extent, some people will look at this show and go, wow, that was refreshing. That was new. Um, you know, it's a little different spin. It's not the same old regurgitated, you know, just, you know, like, you know, vapid show that, that, that gets, you know, aired. It, and other people will be like, oh, it's the same old, same old, it's the yeah. same old crap. It's the same people. We're tired of seeing them. I think I think they I think there there's a lot of excitement with this show. I think it's going to definitely, and I agree with Mo. And he uh, mentioned earlier on on his show, uh, it, it's gonna it's gonna go on for several seasons. I it's going to it's gonna it's only going to get better. This is the first show. They got to work out kinks. I mean that's just with all the rest of them. I just you know with Pitmasters, I think the first show was you know the granddaddy of the show. They had these you know tried and true ultra you know known professionals doing this stuff, and then the second you know, the second season kind of jumped the shark and there were people were just, they, they were making, you know, coleslaw and they're making, you know, God knows what. And they were judging it just like kind of lost its track. And then towards the end, it kind of got, I think back on a little bit and it got exciting. And as far as I'm concerned, not only from a participant aspect, but also from a, from a spectator aspect, aspect mm -hmm. which was really cool. Um, I think this show is going to be refreshing. Personally, I think it's going to be a good show. 
And I, I'm excited to see it uh, again, just like I was saying, I'm excited to see how they patch it all together and make a show out of it. And um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. You know, haters are going to hate, right? And people are going to be there, but, but I think every season, I think that uh, you gain new followers. You kind of lose some people that are just kind of moving on in their lives and they're just tired of the same old thing. And then you mm-hmm. gain people that are, that are coming up. Um, on a side note, I mean, there are a lot of people in barbecue, a lot of young people that are getting into barbecue and they're getting into barbecue in Portland and they're getting into barbecue in New York and they're getting into barbecue and they're, yep. and they're, they're being inspired by a lot of these shows are being inspired by things that they see that they read and they're, they're taking hints and they're taking some tradition from the old guard from Texas or from Kansas city or, or wherever. And they're, they're going about it and doing some things that they want to do. And they're bringing some amazing food to the forefront and feeding some people and they're introducing to some people to some incredible food. So I think it's, it's as far as I'm concerned from a, a spectator aspect, I think it's win-win from a business aspect. It's a, it's win. It, it can't lose as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned. Yeah, right. And I think it's going to be a good, I think it's going to be a good, uh, good show. All right, Lene, let me ask you a quick question. We've got a couple minutes left. I wanted to touch sure. a little bit about, uh, obviously the rubs have been out. Uh, you also, I believe, unless I got it backwards, uh, but I believe the rubs have been out and now sauces are starting to come in. So let's talk a little bit about products and uh, how you're able to stand out in, in what is becoming an increasingly crowded division of, uh, you know, uh, sauces, rub seasonings, and so forth. Sure, absolutely. Um, yeah, the the the, uh, the market is crowded. There's a ton of stuff out there. A lot of a lot of people have their own spin. You know, I don't. The, the, the short answer is this. I mean, last year I launched um, my rubs, and I have them in little uh, in little seven ounce pack- pouches. I like the the packaging of them. That's unique. It's uh, it's done all purposefully. Um, these are you know made by me from the ground up seasonings. I didn't take anybody else's seasonings and add extra garlic to it and call it my own. People do that. That's fine. That's their thing. It's not mine. Uh, there's no MSG. There's no flowing agents in there. These are true to true to form rubs and seasonings these are ones i used when i was competing did really well on them and then these are ones that i use in catering uh every you know week in uh, week out and the sauces came on uh this year and the traction has been in tremendous i mean the interest has been amazing i've moved uh, a ton of pallets of product and uh and they haven't really even hit the website yet at all and um i'm getting um uh, i'm growing i'm basically adding at least two to three accounts per week which for me, that's pretty good. I mean, yeah. again, I'm doing barbecue classes. I'm also doing the catering, and then I've got this uh, retail line. So um, it's great. I've got distribution. I'm looking for some national distribution, which is going to come down the pipeline. And uh, so we're all over Oregon, all over the coast. We're getting into Seattle. A lot of grocery stores, independent, and otherwise are picking up the product. So nice. it's wonderful. The sauces, um, there's, no, uh, there's no high fructose corn syrup. They're all natural. Um, really good clean label product. And that was the whole idea of what I wanted to do. And they're great. They're good. They taste good too. So a lot, a lot of positive feedback on these products. You know, I've talked to folks that are in the business now and obviously getting into the brick and mortar side is really key to ultimate success. But when we break it down at the end of the day, I mean, we're in business to make money. Are sauces and rubs a revenue stream for you or is it a, uh, break even and uh, if i can make some money then that's good or i mean are you looking to make yeah so uh, yeah i'm making money on it i mean i'm not only just breaking even i mean the, the, the my whole approach to doing the retail line was to you know i don't have a brick and mortar i don't have a space that somebody can come up and buy a slab of ribs or you know pull pork sandwich 
So if they want, they got to hire me for a catering. Not everybody wants the catering. They just want to have dinner. They just want to have to do, to do something. They've got their, their own tri-tip steaks, chicken, stuff like that, salmon that they want to put seasoning on. So the idea really is for these rubs and, and the this, this, this sauces are to put my brand in somebody's hand and, and have them have a taste of what I'm doing. Mm. And so, and then use it in, in, in their, in their, their own application, whether it's on a stove top or an oven, whether it's a grill, a, a slow and, you know, low and slow smoker or on popcorn you know, or whatever they, you know, corn on the cob, whatever they want to use it on, which is really great. So it's, it's, um, it, it, it kind of transcends lots of just different, uh, you know, applications. It's just not just one. It's just, you know, I want to get my brand into people's hands and, um, I've had this, this stuff is long overdue too. I've had for years, I've had people ask me for rubs and sauces and I just haven't really been honestly there both financially and also just mentally ready to, to go about it. Beyond boarding with some of these companies is tremendous. It's a, it takes a long time. It was a learning, it was a, it was an education and patience, patience on my end. So it was a lot of fun. I'm glad that things are up. I've got one more rub that I'm going to launch probably by the end of the year. I've got another sauce that's going to launch uh, next year, uh, and I'm excited about those. And that'll make what I what I consider a nice family of products to get out to the market to for people. And uh, it'll give me a, a nice, you know, give people a nice choice. So, so that's, I'm really excited about it. Sauces and rubs are out. If you're lucky enough to live around the catering radius, you can probably get Sugars to come and cater your event as well. And August 1st, you will see Lene and a bunch of other folks competing on the new TV show, Barbecue Brawl, Flay versus Simon on the Food Network. In the meantime, you can visit the website. That will get rehauled or overhauled or updated or whatever you want to call it here in a week or so, sugarsbarbecue.com. <laughs> and we are talking with the pitmaster of Sugars Barbecue, Lene Oxley-Loop. Lene, always appreciate the time. Great getting caught up with you. Let's do it again sooner than later. Yes, let's do it, Greg. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Bye, guys. You got it. There she is, Lene Oxley Loop from Sugar's Barbecue. Bringing it strong, of course. And a ball of fire. A lot of, lot of great energy on Lene, which I certainly appreciate as a host. Okay, we got Dion Blumenrader ready to give his quarterly update. A lot of people ready for the one sauce update. A lot of people making great catchphrases right here in the instant chat. For instance, so many foods, just one sauce. Ding, ding. It's a win up. Hey, if you have a product or service that you're looking to get in front of a captive audience that really likes barbecue and grilling you can hit me up right now greg at the bbq central show and i will talk to you about the exorbitant fees that one would have to incur in order to sponsor the show we have an open spot right here where i can read a copy that you make you can change it every week if you want you list it on the newsletter on the website you get a logo on the home page all that good stuff But remember, target market, right? Everybody that listens to this show has some type of an affinity for live fire. So if you have rubs or sauces or equipment or accessories or whatever, and you've always wanted to jump in on the show, now is your time to do it. Seasonal guy fell off, so we are looking to fill at the moment. It will go quick. 216-220-0966 is the hotline if you want to cut an ID. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. If you want to email me or if you want to inquire about the open spot, that will go quickly. And Dion Blumenrader is coming up next from One Sauce. Stick around. Be right back.
continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, this portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Are you ready to find out where you rank against all competitive barbecue teams across the country? Visit Smokin, S-M-O-K-I-N, SmokinWithSmithfield.com to check your rank on the Smokin' with Smithfield National Barbecue Championship leaderboard. SmokinWithSmithfield.com is the website. Don't forget, in order to take part in that championship and to continue to gain points, you have to register. That is free also at the same website. Smoking with Smithfield.com. All right, helping me close out the show tonight is the topic or case of 2019 Barbecue Central Show documentary, where we are tracking the progress on the release of the one sauce into the sauce market or the barbecue market, whatever you want to call it. Here to give us the second, eh, second quarter update, the creator of the one sauce, Dion Blumenrader. Dion, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well, Greg. How are you? I'm absolutely fabulous, Dion. And I uh, saw it in the instant chat, and I do have to apologize. You were a big fan of the Creep song, but uh, I, I believe I've changed your mind. And I might say thank you. That was one of your jams, right? You love that jam? I did. I, I Actually, my wife and I just got into Yacht Rock Radio not very long ago, and we really enjoyed that, that station. And, and I was like you. I just didn't pay attention to the words. I just liked the music, but... Now that song's ruined for me. Oh, I know. Like I've I've heard that song easily a billion times, and I have no idea why. Three days ago, my let's listen to the lyrics thought kicked in, and it just it ruined everything for me. So, uh, yeah, you know, yep. Kip Winger had it for years and years, but now this uh, mega creep has decided to usurp Kip Winger. And what can I tell you? There we go. All right, so uh, we have some uh, updates to pass along here, just so I can refresh everybody. I had said, hey, I'm interested in, in following somebody over the course of 2019 and doing some type of a documentary. Uh, things that were well-documented was my thought of following three teams of the competition side that did a lot of competitions, a medium amount of competitions, and just a few, and meet up with them like once a month or once every other month, and I didn't do that at all. It was a great concept, but it didn't execute very well, so I wanted to change that. And you stepped up to the plate and said, hey, I'm ready to – uh, try and get this sauce thing off the ground, and I'd be open to and willing to share everything that's going to be going on. So uh, it can be used as a reference material if somebody else is looking to do it. So uh, good setup there. So as we look here, uh, so second quarter of the year has, has passed. We just started the third quarter here in July. So uh, where are we at currently in the One Sauce release? Well, uh, one Sauce is set to go to... Uh, First run on August 5th. I just talked to the co-packer today. Um, we got the final uh, prices for what it's going to cost me or their fee for, for packaging it. Um, the ingredients will be ordered tomorrow, and I will be direct shipping them to them. And uh, we're ready to run it August 5th. We're going to make 800 uh, bottles of one sauce. 800 bottles how many uh, is that uh, how does that work out in gallons or did you do you have to order by bottle 100 gallons okay so was it that's, 100, that's 100 gallon, gallons or is that like the minimum order from whoever the the bottler is uh we're talking with red law i think they would have gone to a 50 um but when you start looking at the numbers uh it's it's beneficial to you to go to try to push it a little farther and go with 100 gallons it's i mean it's going to be 
that's a lot of sauce. This is going to be hard for me to to get much this much of it out there because I don't have I haven't done any of the promoting other than than talking to your to to your show. But um, cost wise, it just made sense to go with a hundred on the first one and and hope for the best. You know, we're we're going all in on this thing, so I'm not going to hold back now. All right, so let's talk a little bit more in depth on prices and and costs to you. So, do you have like a? I know the last time we were talking about, do we want a glass bottle? Do we want a plastic bottle? And obviously, there's costs associated with both. Then there were going to be certain fees that the packaging company was going to be using. So, what are we looking at for a a like a a total bottle cost? I guess. Well, I was just sitting down uh, when I talked to you earlier about doing this i figured i better add some stuff up so the the total bottle cost with everything and this is including um you have to buy a barcode and that's a 250 dollar cost and that's every year so you got to figure that in per bottle um i I decided on a i i call it a unique shaped plastic bottle and uh, we decided on a flip cap on it because i wanted that for the squeezability of it um, and then we went with, I had to go and go, I think I talked about this last time. I had to get the label artwork and design done by a company and the company was called gold spark design. Um, and that cost $881 to have all that done. And that's mm. the final design. That's the front label and the back label. And that's all the ingredients and the, and, uh, all the stuff that is required to be on that bottle. And then I had to have the uh, labels that was sent to a company called Consolidated Labels that that actually prints the labels, and I had two thousand of those made because you have to have a thousand front, thousand back, mm. and that ended up coming to around fourteen hundred dollars. And but that does include um, there's a, there's three one-time charges in there. They call them plate charges. And there's three of those in there, so. This this first run is going to be really expensive. It's going to be really uh, top loaded with expenses, but if this takes off like I hope it does, it's going to get cheaper. Every batch or every run that you do is going to get cheaper because of some of this stuff and then including the Gold Spark design stuff, that was that's one time artwork. That that once you go to more runs of it, you're going to lose those those charges and you're going to start making more. Mm-hmm. But um, long-winded answer but it come down to right now one sauce the first production of one sauce is going to cost six dollars and 82 cents a bottle uh, which is higher than i was thinking it was going to be uh, but then again i have no expectations i've never done anything like this before um, so we're looking at very little profit margin uh, if any in the first run of one sauce um, but uh, I'm in farming, so I guess I'm used to not making money. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, come on. I mean, the government isn't helping you uh, get this project off the ground, though, right? <laughs> well, maybe I better work on it. I'll go up there and start pounding on the office doors a little bit. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, what's all all in cost on the first run? Where are you at? Now, all in cost, um, I guess I didn't total all of that up, but we're, let's see, we were at what? Uh, over three thousand last time, um, we're going to be well over that five thousand dollar mark um, when I get this all said and done. And then I haven't even started um, the advertising and and the distributing part of it. That's I haven't even got to that point. So 
Um, we're we're going to be, and I think I talked about it before. I was prepared to. This was going to be a, a five to ten thousand dollar endeavor, mm-hmm. and I believe you know. And you got to figure your your hotel and your and your fuel and stuff because I'm oh, going to yeah. go back down to to Colorado when they do the first run. They always like to have the people there, so I'm going to go down there and, and be there for the first run. And wow. and and you know, all the shipping charges, none of that's figured into this either. So. We're going to be at, we're, when it's all said and done, we're going to be at $10,000. Wow, wait. All right. So, uh, and you're at $6.82 a bottle, and that's filled, and everything's on it, blah, blah, blah. Yep, that's ready to go. That's that's to hit the store shelf or, or whatever means I try to pursue to get get this out there. All right, so if I buy a $6.82 bottle of one sauce, uh, do you have a then shipping charge that you've already calculated out to stick on top of that, or is that something that you still got to work on? Yeah, that's something. I, all the logistics of, of that part of it, you know, that's going to be really hard for me. That That's going to take some, some thinking and some, uh, I don't know if I'm just going to do all local stuff here. Um, hit the craft fairs and, and the expos and do local stuff and try to push it that way. Or, or where I'm going to head with this, I guess um, I would like to, and, and I hope it's possible to work with you, and I would like to have uh, opportunities to to give away bottles to to your listeners yeah, if, if sure. you want to set something up. And, right. and of course, you and, and, and all the Central Lights, I, I mean, I'm willing to give bottles to anyone that wants to try them because I, I want Whoa, don't say that. Don't, no, no, no. We're, you'll lose 10000 more dollars. Oh, my God. I mean, we love free stuff like nobody's business. But, uh, I mean, I certainly appreciate your generosity, and we will do giveaways. And however we can you know, help promote and get this thing off the ground, uh, I mean, we sure, certainly want to sure. help you out in that way. So. Uh, I mean, are we are we looking at so we're like uh, six eighty two a bottle, ten thousand. Um, after that first run, then uh, if if we're at let's say break even or we're a, a very minimal profit, with all the other you said there were some fees like plating fees and the artwork fee, yeah. like those things decay off, and that's where a little yeah. bit more margin can be built in. Or are you going to be looking at a a raise of price in a in a second round to start making yeah. some margin? Nope, I believe that's where the price will, like you said, decay off, and I should lose roughly figuring I should lose like a dollar a dollar ten off the total on the second run when we take all those plate charges and stuff away. So you're looking at at five eighty two um, cost a bottle then, and that's okay because I think we talked about this or I talked about it with my friends and and when we get to that that eight dollars, that's when people start going whoa. So if I can keep it at at seven dollars or or you know the first run there's going to be little or no margin on this first run but after that if i can keep it at seven dollars or 750 i can make i can make my money on that and i think that's not going to scare people away um from buying it Dion Blumen Raider joining me here on the show. He is the pitmaster of big hoss barbecue also the creator of one sauce do we have a website uh worked out yet we do not we do not. Uh, I do have a GoDaddy. I bought two of them. Uh, I've got two domain names bought, but I have not taken that next step. And I didn't want to do that until I had a final date on when I was going to have the product in my hand. So uh, now that I've got that date, August 5th is when I will have that product. Now I'm going to start pursuing the other stuff, get some websites up, and get 
get some some avenues for people to purchase it. But I want to make sure I had the product before I, I put anything like that up. Uh, Dion, from a marketing and, and sales standpoint, have you reached out to any retailers now that you know you have a production date and you can probably tangibly feel those uh, pallets and pallets of uh, sauce probably I guess they're going to be coming into some type of a warehouse uh, where you're at or maybe your garage or something. But you want to get these out uh, to sell or to, to have to, to kind of entice people to buy a load of them. Um, have you reached out to yeah. local uh, local merchants and so forth? Just a couple of local grocery stores and, and, and their feedback was, well, sounds great. As soon as you get it, let us know. So that's where I'm at with that. And as far as hitting any uh, bigger uh, population stores around here, I'm going to wait till I have the product. Mm -hmm. Um, because the biggest thing with, with my product is you have to taste it. And I'm sure that applies to any product. I understand that. But what mine is you, you really have to taste it and then you understand it's, it's, it's like I said, when this all started, my product will sell itself, I think, because it is so unique. There's nothing else like it. So I'll just take a bottle and I'll go to these other stores and then I'll just try to share it with them. And I think they'll, you know, I'll be able to market it directly to them once I have it. Have you looked into Amazon at all or no? Yes, I have looked into that and it is something I want to do um, when I get this. First, I want to get my website up and then I do want to look at Amazon, yes. All right, so uh, what are our goals uh, for next, like over the course of the next two and a half months before we uh, rejoin for uh, end of third quarter? What would what do we like to see? Well, my, my goal is to have a successful first run. Um, all the bills are paid and have uh, cases of the product, like you said, in a warehouse, or that's something I need to figure out too. Um, but I need to have the product here and then, when we talk again, I'm, you're going to have it in your hand already at that point. You're going to be able to tell me what you think of it, and then we'll just start worrying about marketing it. This is Dion Blumenrader. He is my 2019 barbecue documentary story, and he is bringing his one sauce to market, and we have been following right from the very beginning, uh, the August 5th is the first run. He's got 800 bottles. That's 100 gallons uh, that is going to be drawn into bottles from, uh, is it It's Red Law, you said, out there in Denver? Yep, yep. Uh, in Golden, Colorado, Red Golden. Law Co-Packer. All right, so uh, that's who's going to be bottling the sauce, and we'll see where it goes from here. $6.82 is uh, where it looks like all filled up and ready to ship to you, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, Dion, always appreciate the candor, the insight. Again, I do think this is going to be a valuable resource as people start to look back and decide whether or not they want to take this challenge. But it's uh, five to $10,000. Well, we think more towards the ten, right? Well, all said and done, uh, yeah. all in cost. Is I believe right? so, yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. So uh, we'll see how it goes at the close of the bell in the third quarter. Dion, always appreciate the time and the insight, pal. Thanks so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Greg. You got it. There he is, the creator of the One Sauce and the pitmaster of Big Hoss Barbecue, Dion Blumenrader. And wow, we, I mean, that is quite a nothing risked, nothing gained, right? The guy believes in the sauce. I, I really love the passion that Dion has for his sauce and the belief that he has in his sauce and how much it is unlike anything other 
uh, anything else that is on the market currently. And we will, uh, I guess, collectively all be the judge of that to a certain degree. We'll give some away here. It sounds like if you get in touch with him after he has bottles, he will make sure that they uh, get out to you in your hands so you can also evaluate. And uh, Maybe this is a, a whole Barbecue Central Show group effort in uh, helping Dion get his sauce all across this great land of ours. So we'll see what happens at the end of next quarter. All right, I will quickly talk to you about the Barbecue Guru. They created automatic pit temperature control technology because they want to make your barbecue and grilling life easier. If you have a ceramic cooker, a stick burner, a bullet-style cooker, whatever you got, there's a very good chance that they have some kind of a automatic pit temperature control device for you. If you're looking for a cooker and you really like ceramic cookers, they have one that is a built-in power draft fan already in it. It's called the Monolith. You might want to look at that. If you have a Barbecue Guru controller already and you're going to purchase a Monolith, you don't need a controller to make it operate. Just hook up that controller right to the fan that's built in. The only one like it, by the way. And away you go. If, if you want to upgrade that controller technology, go to the website, bbqguru.com, or call 800 800- 288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. And check out what they have. If you have any questions, you give them a call. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Also, really cool accessories like that rib ring that I've been talking to about. You can double the cooking capacity of ribs on any ceramic cooker when you get the rib ring. Plus, nice and clean. Got a really big catch tray underneath that thing. Or you can take out one rack of ribs, put in a whole chicken. Five racks of St. Louis-style cut ribs and a whole chicken. Barbecue Delight. Barbecue Guru, well-documented, non-fan of 16-year-old women. Thank God. Benny Nardotis or whatever your name is. Creep. All right, we're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. Be right back. never heard this before you might think you found the best triple x show ever let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today craig rimpy all right thanks again to dion blumenraider for coming on last segment and giving us the fill six dollars and 82 cents a bottle ready to ship to you filling august 5th 800 bottles slash 100 total gallons, and he's 10 grand all in right now. Currently zero on the profit side. But we'll change that. Come on now. Stiff upper lip, Dion. We're going to do it. We'll see what's happening next quarter. All right, uh, let's go ahead and make tracks to get out of here all the way back in the first hour. We talked with who? That's right. Stephen Reichlin came back. Jaunting around the... Great countries of Italy, Portugal, and the like. Right back here in America, Martha's Vineyard. Whole beef tenderloins. Give them a try. Why not? 
Then we talked with Robin Lindar, GrillGirl.com. She's got a new set of grilling school videos out on YouTube right now. Go to GrillGirl.com, link over there, check them all out. Especially if you're new to this thing. Called Live Fire Cooking, second hour, Lene Oxley Loop. Sugars Barbecue, Sugars Barbecue, B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, SugarsBarbecue.com, new website rehaul coming, or overhaul, whatever. Rubs and sauces for sale. She's going to be on TV with some other folks August 1st on the Barbecue Brawl Flavors Assignment Food Network show. It's a four or five episode series, I guess. And we close it out with my man Dion Bloomin Raider. Yeah. One sauce and the pitmaster of Big Hoss Barbecue. Big show planned for you next week, of course. We know it's the fourth Tuesday of the month, so at a minimum... The embedded correspondents are in, but we have plenty of guests. Otherwise, hopefully no creepy songs make it. Listen, potentially, for any random mentions of the Barbecue Central show on the Howard Stern Show going forward from now on. And until next tu- uh, September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. Hi, this is Gina Casella from Port St. John, Florida, and you're listening to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show.